Support for Speaking of Travel comes from Asheville Regional Airport, Western North Carolina's gateway to the world. Your safety when traveling to and from Asheville is and always will be our top priority. Visit flyavl.com for all your current travel information. Prestige Subaru, offering a variety of new and pre-owned all-wheel drive Subarus, built with the zero landfill promise. All waste is recycled or reused with more at PrestigeSubaru.com. Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours, an award-winning tour showcasing Asheville's spectacular rooftop views and fascinating city history. Enjoy handcrafted drinks and delicious food with reserved seating and transportation included. Visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com and by RomanticAsheville.com. Create your perfect vacation in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Plan your next getaway to Asheville and the North Carolina Blue Ridge Mountains by visiting RomanticAsheville.com. Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball. Welcome to Speaking of Travel right here on iHeartRadio 570 WWNC. And remember, you can always listen to this episode of Speaking of Travel or any past episode with a simple click on the Speaking of Travel website, that's speakingoftravel.net, and on all your favorite podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app, Buzzsprout, Pandora, and Amazon. And be sure when you visit speakingoftravel.net to sign up for the Travel Club. You'll receive travel news, helpful tips, and links to stories from some incredible artists who will make you sit up and take notice. You don't have to be an art follower to be wowed by the wonderful work of Akira Satake. His work holds really supreme standards that you rarely even see reached, and he brings a unique style which defines his artwork. To me, it seems his creations are really a manifestation of what he envisions reality to be. And Akira, thank you so much for being here on Speaking of Travel today. It's such a pleasure. Yeah, thank you so much for having me here. So, Akira, as I was saying, I think that when I look at your artwork, there's something very magical about it. And I believe that magic is art. I think it takes a lot of skill and good eye-hand dexterity. What is it to you that makes art magic? Well, for me... It's uh, um, making ceramic work. And especially my way of making it is a collaboration of clay and me and fire. So uh, those the three elements is a uh, equal effect on my art. And serendipity is one of the most important part of uh, my work. Well, you know, a number of years ago, I went out to Santa Fe. I was there for the Native American art show. It was quite a, a spectacular event of Native American artists from all over the United States, all over North America, who were uh, showing their beautiful, beautiful pieces of art. And some were 
made out of stone and some were made out of ceramic and marble, all different elements, earth elements. And I asked one of the artists, what did he see when he, he had this big rock, right? He had taken this big rock out of the earth and then he transformed this rock into the most beautiful face of an ancestor, probably. I mean, it was just, as I said, it was magical. When you have the elements that you're talking about, the three elements, when you're putting them together, and I've seen you work, your eyes are closed, you seem like you're really getting into a trance. Do you feel that you are transforming somehow uh, from you physically into these earth elements? Hmm. Um, to me, it's like I feel like I would like to be Mother Nature, and uh, uh, that which means Mother Nature is always effect on this beautiful planet from distance. For example, uh, earthquake and or landsliding miles away push some force and then you know ground comes out and becomes a mountain cliff uh or wind blow on desert and making a beautiful line on the desert um or rain and wind uh wash out old wall of a house and making a beautiful patina and all those things are uh such a beautiful effect and which is nature does they nature doesn't really carve each line with hand they give the distance force to effect on uh the surface of nature i think that's the part of uh things i like i most um you know beautiful things in this world and i try to you know i i'm not saying i'm uh i i have mother nature or anything i just trying close to what they do on my work and do you feel that uh, with this sense of Mother Nature creativity, this human magic art all going hand in hand that you create as you're working uh, a ritual? Do you feel that you're a, in a ritual as you're, as you're doing your artwork? Mm, no, it's not the ritual. Um, mostly... You know, I, I don't know you, but uh, you know my background or profession. Uh, I was like since the 13 years old, I was playing music. And then my high school days and college days, I was a semi-professional musician. And then I became a photographer. Then I went back to a musician again for you know, good 25 years uh, being, you know, uh, studio session and also gigging a lot and the music producer. Then pottery 
and ceramic is uh, kind of new to me. Reason why I mentioned about my background because of for me, um, like uh, playing, uh, making something with clay is uh, I'm doing jam session improvisation with clay. And pretty often I just, uh, I do, well, let's say starting from making clay to make it clay interesting. And then I, I poke my finger or just a block in the half. Then that makes me inspiration for what to do next. Then I do do something. Then the clay react to me, uh, and then I react to them. And you know, this just improvisation going between me and the clay. And I don't think about ritual or any of those things. I just give the most uh, freedom for both of us, me and uh, clay, and. Uh, so each time, uh, give me a surprise, you know, clay give me a surprise of what they do. And that's more interesting, spontaneous improvisation uh, I can give back to them. And, and of course, you know, uh, when I make a coffee cup and other things, uh, I kind of remember what, my, our, my conversation with clay, then making a design. But always I leave some part, like a surface or some shape uh, to be spontaneous. And each piece, uh, make sure each piece is different. Well, I can tell you, having been in your studio many, many times, your art pieces, uh, uh, they they have a spirit of spontaneity about them. I don't know. It's hard to explain, but it's they pop out. They uh, they speak. Let's just say that all your lines. They just and and there's a vibe in there. You know, you're. I know that you're down in the River Arts District, and you have your studio down there, and there are a lot of art studios. And uh, as I take guests to different uh, studios, there's always. A magic feeling when you walk into your studio, um, Akira, that just kind of has a little vibe, and I think that's coming from from you and from this spontaneity and and improvisation and and love. It sounds like a love of uh, of your feeling of of this earth. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Well, when we come back from the break, I'd like to talk to you a little bit more about your music. That's something that uh, I think many people might not know about about you and and also a little bit more, get a little bit more backstory. But I, I mm -hmm. again, want to thank you so much. So what's the website where people can get more information? Uh, that's very easy. Uh, com. That is very easy. Well, yeah. Akira Sataki, when we come back from the break, we'll find out more. This is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
It's summertime in Subieville, which means it's time for adventure here in western North Carolina. Or more aptly, time to get outdoors and outgoing down a road less traveled. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. And off the beaten path, nothing says tough like the tried and true reliability of an all-wheel drive Subaru. There's a reason why 97% of Subarus sold in the last 10 years are still on the road today and ready for the next adventure. Discover the beauty of all-wheel drive at Prestige Subaru, 585 Tunnel Road, Nashville, or visit us online at PrestigeSubaru.com. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Hi, this is Marilyn Ball. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm here today with Akira Satake. He was uh, born in Japan, lived in the U.S. for a long time. Akira, let's talk just a minute about this. Uh, Let's see, how would I say? You're leaving your homeland of Japan and coming to the U.S. Was that something that happened when you were a child? Uh, Okay, um, you know... Interesting thing is, when I was living in Japan, I was really into European and uh, American culture. And believe it or not, uh, when I was eight years old, I started to listen to Doc Watson, uh, North Carolina, you know, blind guitar player in Appalachian music. And then uh, about the age 13, I start to play banjo. My uh, kind of interest is always looking at, uh, you know, America or some European movies and that type of stuff. Then uh, when I was 23, I moved to United States and after living in U.S. for a few years, I really missed so much about Japanese, Japan and Japanese culture, and especially Japanese food, of course. But um, greatest thing happened to me is I didn't really appreciate enough about Japanese culture and aesthetic, uh, but living in here, looking at Japanese culture from far away. It really made me how uh, beautiful and interesting uh, Japanese aesthetic is. So that's really, you know, that was like a, a turning point of my life. And what was it like for you when you realized that music was such a big part of what you did? Again, to me, that's a very uh, almost spiritual way of expressing your your art and your talent. Uh, and you write the music also. So you're creating again, uh, you know, what's coming through. Is that also kind of improv and spontaneous when you... When you hear the words and you know what you want to write? Well, when I write music, uh, it's it's just, uh, you know, sometimes it's, the, you know, walking on the street and some melody comes up and then I try to remember. Sometimes I just record on my phone and just a, a, a humming those melodies. Uh, or sometimes just uh, practicing uh, my instrument and 
then I like some kind of a, you know, melody comes up. I just, you know, each time is completely different. But um, playing uh, music part, it's, uh, uh, you know, writing song and it, like, yes, uh, influenced from all kinds of music I listen to. I listen to a lot of roots music, which is African, Celtic, uh, Middle Eastern, Eastern European, and Japanese and Chinese, and all those music I listen to. And I just try to, to uh, I don't try to uh, copy or anything. It's just uh, those melodies and the rhythm live in me. And uh, uh, when I write, it just comes out. And when I play those music with my uh, partner, I pretty often play with uh, this uh, incredible uh, violin and cello player. His name is uh, Duncan Weko. And we, when we play music, always give him a big part of improvisation. And uh, especially two person playing uh, without you know, like a drummer and bass and all those other people, it's so much easier to bring performance uh, to, you know, somewhere we really didn't think about. And giving a lot of room uh, for, you know, performance is, uh, you know, such a joy. And now, you know, sounds like, uh, you know, talking about the similar things we talked about before. Uh, and, uh, this is probably, and a lot of people ask me, what's the relationship of uh, music and making you know, ceramic work for me? And I get this uh, you know, question a lot. And so uh, I would like to answer even before you asked me. <laughs> uh, you know, even I'm a banjo player, uh, maybe I, uh, you might think it's a funny, but I try to give a lot of, you know, room in between the notes. And it's very, you know, so important for me. Um, Japanese words called ma uh, literally means uh, the space between. And uh, that comes from uh, music and also talking about the visual pretty often. It's, for example, music. Most important thing about the music is the rhythm. And the rhythm is made with those space in between two notes or three notes or more than that. So if those space doesn't exist, it's then it's not, there is a rhythm doesn't exist. And, you know, uh, this is a famous story uh, of uh, Miles Davis. Uh, he was on the stage with, uh, you know, band, his band and the saxophone player took a beautiful solo. And he said, uh, my, after his uh, saxophone player the solo, Miles Davis said, uh, hey man, all those notes you didn't play was incredible, beautiful. So, you know, that's, I'm trying to do uh, same thing in music and uh, pottery as much as I can. And uh, it's a negative space for, 
sculpture and the pottery uh, and leaving you know space enough space that usually um, more powerful for me you know there are the many many different type of art so I'm not talking about other but other people do. and uh, you know I love uh, Antonio Gaudi's you know it's very so much in it but still it's there is a breathe in his art and uh, I I like to do that and then uh, you know uh, going back to the collaboration as when I leave a lot of space in my work there is you know fire and ash from firing they have a room to do some their work. So it is a beautiful collaboration all the way around. And really that silence, those spaces in between can be looked at in all that we do. Art, mm. music, all industries. We, we should take a, a, a moment to just reflect on that and think how, especially in these times, being able to hold a moment uh, mm. would be very healing, I would imagine. Yeah. Well, Akira, I can't thank you enough for uh, taking time. I, I, I think I'm going to need to have you come back on Speaking of Travel so that we can dig even deeper and talk even longer and more about, about all you do. And tell us again how we can get more information uh, and go to your website. Yeah, uh, my website is... Uh www.akirasatake.com A-K-I-R-A-S-A-T-A-K-E Akira, thank you again. And I just want to ask you something really quickly. So I came to an opening there at your studio one time and you were, you were serving individually, you were serving sushi. <laughs> now, were you making that sushi right there I don't know that was uh, I made or my uh, gallery uh, salesperson made. Uh, all of us is, you know, uh, two Japanese women working here and me. And uh, my wife is a past professional pastry chef. And so four of us is really, you know, into cooking and eating, especially. We're always talking about food. So I, I think we, I made a bunch of food and they made a bunch of food. I don't know which one that you were talking I about. I don't know, but I can tell you it was the best opening I'd ever been to because between, oh, <laughs> between the food yeah. and the I, hospitality oh. and your art and the beautiful thanks. vibe that happens there in your studio, uh, it's all really great. So again, Akira, thank you for being here on Speaking of Travel and we'll stay in touch. All right. Well, thank you so much. Well, I love how the power of storytelling brings people together, whether through art or literature or music or theater. Storytelling is such an important part of our development. Coming up next is Riley Coy. She's with Kitcaster, a company with shared storytelling at its core. Riley helps CEOs, entrepreneurs, and business owners share their stories with the world. And she shares her travel stories with us. So stay tuned. Thank you. 
Asheville, North Carolina is the place to be this summer, and a rooftop bar tour tops the list of things to do. Join Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours as they share the best Asheville has to offer on a three-hour, three-rooftop bar tour experience. You'll enjoy spectacular views, sample cocktails, reserve seating, city history, including transportation, and more. Daily tours happening now. To learn more, visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. Buongiorno. This is Mark Smith, president of Private Italy Tours. I am thrilled to announce our 2022 tour calendar. Italy awaits, as she always has, with remarkable cities, countryside, history, food, and wine, and the Italian people. In spring, experience the canals of Venice, the beauty of the Veneto, and the stunning hills of Tuscany. The Umbrian Valley shimmers, and the Sibyllini Mountains frame the region of the Marche in early summer. The lyrical beauty of the lake region and northern Italy combine snow-capped Alps, stunning lakes, and the best food of Italy in June. Or, perhaps you would prefer the beauty of fall travel in 2022. In September, the Amalfi Coast and Sicily beckon, a combination of stunning sea, incredible food, and fascinating history are yours to experience. Puglia, the heel of Italy's boot, its cerulean sea-line coast, and the rough-hewn hillsides of Basilicata await in October. Our diverse tour experiences offer constant attention to safe travel, experiences and encounters with the Italian people, and the creation of unforgettable memories. During your stay in a gorgeous villa, you can unpack, relax, and let us take care of the details. On each tour, cooks prepare your meals, you have beautiful ensuite accommodations, and we provide safe and very comfortable transportation for our small groups of only 10 to 14 guests. Our fully refundable deposit option is available for all tours in 2022, so you can book with peace of mind. We are all excited about traveling again. Select our boutique tours for your travels to Bella Italia in 2022. Relax, enjoy, and connect with the Italian culture with Private Italy Tours, private-italy.com. Summertime is the perfect time to get out and explore North Carolina's Blue Ridge Mountains. Create your perfect vacation or staycation in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Not just for couples, RomanticAsheville.com Travel Guide covers a nearly 100-mile radius in and around Asheville, North Carolina. With idyllic weather, beautiful scenery, and a variety of safe and memorable adventures. Western North Carolina is the place to be. Visit RomanticAsheville.com today. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. And let me see what spring is like on Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. I love listening to other people's podcasts because it helps me feel a connection between people and ideas. 
American singer-songwriter Pete Seeger once said, the key to the future of the world is finding the optimistic stories and letting them be known. Did you know that listening to podcasts inspires more brain stimulation than watching TV? And they can be great educational tools. But to me, the most important part of podcasting is a revival of storytelling. The tradition of verbal storytelling is alive and well. I recently discovered a really cool company called Kitcaster that supports podcasters and helps them get booked on other top podcasts. What that means is podcasters who want to be of service and help people have an opportunity to tell their stories to other audiences and gain more exposure. That is brilliant. Well, my guest today is Riley Coy, an agent for Kitcaster, and we connected when she contacted me to recommend a potential guest for Speaking of Travel. As we got to know each other, we realized how travel stories really do cross over all industries and people. And Riley, it is so great to have you here on Speaking of Travel. Thanks. It's so good to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, it's, you know, we're, we're very excited that we got the chance to connect. Kitcaster, we are a fantastic little company. We help connect top podcasts to top speakers in um, business and almost any industry you can think of. So that's kind of how we got started. We connect top voices to uh, top podcasts. And yeah, just like you said, you know, from there, we realized how much travel has really affected so many people's uh, viewpoints and stories. So that's kind of how we got connected, and I'm really excited to be here. Well, it was really a nice way to kind of feel out what I'd always known, that travel really transcends all industries, because I've been doing my show for almost nine years now, and I can't tell you how many people I've talked to in all different industries who have a backstory of traveling and some pivotal uh, revelation happened during that trip. And I know that you, you in your young life already have traveled quite a bit. Give us a little backstory there, Riley, on what it was like for you. Did you grow up traveling? What was up with that? Yeah, you know, our my family growing up, we did a lot of road trips. That was definitely our go to kind of form of travel. You know, we just threw all the kids and dogs in a car and uh, where uh, the vacation would take us. We used to take um, coin flip road trips. So we would start, we had no idea where we would go and we would flip a coin and heads you go north, tails you go south. And every time you hit an intersection, you would flip a coin and you know that's where you ended up. And sometimes they were winners and sometimes they were not. But it was all, it was just kind of an adventure along the way. Yeah, and that really just kind of, you know, inspired a love of travel for me personally. So I ended up graduating from college and decided that I was really burnt out on school and I wasn't ready to grow up and get a big kid job. And so I bought a one-way ticket to Europe and told my family that I would see them when I ran out of money. And I had absolutely no plan in action. (laughs) So I flew into Iceland and then from there to London. And then I just bussed everywhere. Uh, Wherever I would go was where the cheapest bus would take me. And I ended up couch surfing for most of it. And I met so many really exciting, wonderful people and some lifelong friends. And yeah, it's traveling is always really fun, but you definitely have to remember that you are not in charge of anything when you go. Um, I definitely ended up in like travel jail. I like had the wrong visa trying to get into 
England again. And I had to go to border control jail in France on like a Sunday morning. <laughs> you know, it was, it was funny. And you get put in this like cell essentially. And they take your phone, you have nothing going on. And they're just like, yeah, we just have to process you. And in the, in the holding room, they had like three books, you know, they had the Bible, Harry Potter, and like a tour guide map of London. <laughs> and I was like, wow, this is just salt to the wound, you know? But yeah, I <laughs> called my dad at like 10 p.m. here, 6 a.m. in France. And I was like, Can, I don't know what to do. Like, I just got out of jail. But yeah, I mean, that was just a really good kind of learning moment for me where I was like, you kind of just got to roll with the punches no matter where you are or what you're doing. You, you know, the best laid plans are always <laughs> the ones that fail. So yeah, and that's kind of what travel has been for me, just a really exciting peek into how other people live and how to kind of just go with the flow, even when it makes you crazy. Well, I think you learned all of those in the backseat of, uh, of a car <laughs> on the road, <laughs> right? <laughs> Flipping a coin and deciding which way to go. That in itself gives you such a a gift of being able to literally turn on the dime, <laughs> if you will, <laughs> right? <laughs> so you've learned a lot. There was a lot, and you went by yourself. Is that right? You weren't part of a group? No, I just, I it was a wild hair. I had a really good friend who, um, it, I'm from Colorado, and one of the really famous hikes here is the Colorado Trail. And um, my girlfriend had just done it. She came back from a 100-day or a hundred mile hike that she did in seven days. And I was just so blown away by how like adventurous that was. And I had kind of been telling her I wanted to go travel. And she told me like, what's the worst that's going to happen? Just buy the ticket and do it. Like, that's the scariest part. You know, getting on the plane isn't scary. Getting off the plane, at least for me, isn't scary. It's that first big step. And yeah, so I went by myself and threw caution to the wind and <laughs> stayed in some like, you know, divey hostels and drank a lot of really cheap beer and just had the time of my life and definitely, you know, memories that are very unique and that will be with me forever kind of stuff. So do you put travel on your resume? I'm just curious. <laughs> you know, I never put it on my resume, but I definitely try and bring it up whenever I can. So in the interview, you know, what's something really difficult that you did? And so I just, I totally lay it on thick, <laughs> you know, it, it definitely was good for like back in my dating days though. There were some good, you know, stories that I'd throw in <laughs> that always made people go, what? Well, I would imagine that all of these lessons, if you will, that probably didn't even look like lessons. It was just an adventure and you're out having a good time. And yet you really are learning life skills and how to be really how to let your brain go with the flow. And I'm, I'm sure that must be such an asset when you when you go to work every day, that you're able to, to look at it in a much bigger and broader way. Yeah, I definitely think that, you know, and this is not new or novel, but travel really does extend your perspective in so many different directions. I think we all kind of get caught up in this idea of what makes us different. You know, we spend our whole lives being trying to be unique and trying to do something special that a lot of people haven't done. But really, when you boil it down, 
you know, we all kind of want similar things. You know, we want our families to be okay. We want to be accepted. We want to be loved. And, you know, the way people get there is really different, but the end result usually isn't. And I think travel just gives you a really good perspective of how people get to the same destination, even if it isn't, you know, the traditional way that you think is, you know, the best option. Well, Riley, thank you so much for being here on Speaking of Travel today and doing what you do to keep these stories alive and giving people an opportunity to just kind of cross-section different audiences so that these really beautiful and important and inspiring stories can continue to be told. And I would love to have you back on Speaking of Travel sometime and find out what you're up to next. What are you up to next? Give us a little (laughs) teaser. (laughs) <laughs> that would be really fun. Yeah. The next trip is uh, solo backpacking through South Southeast Asia um, when my bank account and the world, you know, lets it kind of happen. But in the meantime, if anybody else wants to connect with me, Kitcaster would be more than happy to chat with you and possibly get you booked on some podcasts. Well, give us your website. We want to know how to connect. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. So it's, it's just kitcaster.com. Um, or if you want, you can reach out to me directly at my email, which is just riley at kitcaster.com uh, with any kind of questions. I'd love to connect. Well, thank you, Riley. And thank you and your team for doing what you do. And uh, safe travels when that time comes again. Love it. Thank you so much for your time. It was great chatting with you, Marilyn. Well, thanks again, Riley, for being on Speaking of Travel. You know, I've heard the airlines are finally hiring more staff now that air travel is making a comeback, and they're stepping up big time to finally begin to gain a larger workforce. Coming up next is Tina Kinsey from the Asheville Regional Airport to fill us in on how airlines are laying the groundwork for a travel rebound that's propelling us back out and about, and how the decisions they're making now will affect their positioning through this evolving recovery in air travel. Stay tuned. Summertime is the perfect time to get out and explore North Carolina's Blue Ridge Mountains. Create your perfect vacation or staycation in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Not just for couples, RomanticAsheville.com Travel Guide covers a nearly 100-mile radius in and around Asheville, North Carolina. With idyllic weather, beautiful scenery, and a variety of safe and memorable adventures. Western North Carolina is the place to be. Visit RomanticAsheville.com today. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on a Jupiter. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. With aviation recovery continuing to gain momentum and passenger numbers topping levels last seen in 2019, there does seem to be some relief for an industry that has had to adapt and meet constantly changing guidelines and procedures. And now as we see a slight economic upturn in sight, plus some aggressive cost-cutting and federal stimulus, airlines are having a hiring spree as a surge in domestic air travel has exceeded forecasts. 
I think we can breathe a sigh of relief that the airlines are finally able to hire more staff as air travel is making a comeback after such a turbulent year. And they are stepping on the gas now to gain a larger workforce. Projections are saying by 2022, domestic travel will be well beyond pre-COVID times and scenarios project a return to rapid growth in airlines. What does this all mean to local airports who are also growing and seeing this trend increase? I'm here with Tina Kinsey, Director of Marketing, PR, and Air Service Development at the Asheville Regional Airport to see if we can better understand why, with still so many people confined to their homes, we're seeing such a demand in air travel and what the airlines are doing to accommodate. And Tina, thank you as always for being here on Speaking of Travel. Thank you for having me, Marilyn. So, Tina, the U.S. airlines are really laying the groundwork for a travel rebound that looks like months, not years, away. What are you seeing there at the Asheville Regional Airport as far as growth and the direction that you're going, especially around staffing? Sure. So, um, Asheville Regional Airport is in a is in a pretty good spot. We are a a heavy leisure market and leisure travel has definitely led this post-pandemic recovery for the airlines and airports, you know, in heavy leisure communities. So we've done really well. And, you know, we do have a community that likes to travel and they travel often. Um, And so the airlines have been adding service here in, um, in our community, we have more nonstop routes than we've ever had in the history of our airport right now. Um, that's 25 nonstop destinations. Just had another nonstop destination announced, um, which is a Key West, Florida. So very exciting. And so what that means is that the airlines are certainly, you know, they have to have the staff to operate these flights and um, provide these services for air travelers. And so, you know, we're seeing a good rebound um, and really positive trends here. Well, that is a lot of nonstop flights. And do you think that the especially the domestic airlines are beefing up these maybe secondary markets to provide and allow for more connectivity? Uh, Sure. I mean, you know, it's a, it's a, it's not a black and white issue. There are a lot of, a lot of things that have contributed to uh, where we are today with air service, but, you know, for, for a while now, international travel has been less than what it had been in the past. Uh, But then also business travel has not rebounded um, to pre-pandemic levels. And so the airlines, of course, are looking for where are the opportunities to continue to grow and thrive and make it, you know, in, in this new environment. And again, it's that leisure market that's really leading the decisions that the airlines are making. So communities like Western North Carolina are benefiting. Well, especially for people who are wanting to be out in nature, be around natural resources, be outside. And uh, with all these connecting flights that you have, it seems that the destinations are going to places where you can find sunshine and uh, recreation and, and even a jumping off point to go other places, right? 
Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, that has become the travel trend and the airlines are following. They are they are doing what they need to do to take people where they want to go. And, you know, Western North Carolina is absolutely a place that people want to go. Absolutely. So what are you seeing as far as there at the at the airport? Are you in the process of building up your team, uh, bringing in new people to do other uh, work that might have been put on hold for a while? We've also been fortunate um, at the airport. We have we had no layoffs um, at the airport during the pandemic. Everyone remained here at the airport working hard, doing different things. And, you know, we we're certainly not fully staffed. We have a few open positions and we are looking to fill those positions. Um, you know, the, the hiring market is it's a little tough for everybody right now. So, um, you know, I'll put a plug in. If people are interested in working at the airport, we do post our available jobs on our website. So, you know, we do have a few available, but, you know, this is a, a great place to work. So we're very fortunate. And tell us how we can get onto the website, where we can find that information in case there are people who are interested. I mean, I would, I think working at a, at an airport would be so much fun and especially the Asheville Regional Airport where you have such a creative and, and fun team. So how can we get more information? Sure. So visit our website at flyavl.com and And then uh, there are a couple of ways that you could figure out uh, where the jobs are. You can just go into the search bar and put in employment or job opportunities and and that information should come up. But you can also just go um, into our tab. It says about the airport. And then there's a really easy drop down that says career opportunities just right there on our website. Well, that sounds pretty easy, and I would urge anybody who's interested in working at the Asheville Regional Airport to get in touch with them and and see what's available. And, Tina, I want to ask you, I'm just curious, but, you know, it seems like just over the past few months, you've gotten more and more of these nonstop flights, and they always seem to be just, you know, suddenly announced. You don't hear like, oh, we're working with the Legion to see about getting Key West. It's it's just a sudden, there's a new nonstop flight to Key West. <laughs> and before yeah. you know it, it's all over town. You know, the news is out. I have to assume that there's a lot of work going on behind the scenes to suddenly get an airline to to create a new nonstop flight, right? Oh, absolutely. So much work. Um, And this particular flight, Allegiant has a base of operation at the airport. And what that means is they base aircraft here. The the aircraft spend the night at the airport every night. And they were planning to put a fourth aircraft at their base here in November. And so we've been working with them on ideas around different routes that that aircraft could fly when it gets here. So yes, lots of behind the scenes stuff going on. Airlines do not like to give any indication about what's going on until they are ready to make that announcement. So it's top secret until until the fun announcement is made. Well, lucky you to be able to be the one to sometimes being the messenger is not the good thing, but in your case... (laughs) Yeah, these are the fun ones. Absolutely. Those and are always the fun Weston ones. Weston got a ton of 
uh, feedback. I think the community is excited about that one. Oh, I agree. Especially come wintertime, we are going to be thrilled about that one. In fact, I'll have to tell you, the last time I went to Key West, I had to fly through Atlanta to get on a connecting flight to go to Key West. There was a snowstorm that came through. We were in the airport for hours. Now we'll be able to just get on a plane and fly direct. That is awesome. Be there in two hours. Two hours. I could wear my bathing suit in the winter and just get on that plane. Well, Tina, thank you so much for being on Speaking of Travel and filling us in. I hope that you get some new applications from being on Speaking of Travel today and that you can fill up those jobs over there. Uh, Thanks, Marilyn. Well, thank you, Tina, and thanks to Akira and Riley for being on Speaking of Travel this week. You know, I've spoken to many people over the last few weeks who have been wondering if there is more that they could be doing with their lives. I think we're ready to start reevaluating why it's important to know what we do to really enjoy ourselves and then go pursue it relentlessly. This may sound alarming, but new research indicates that stress really does make us sick. And if we really want to get control over our health, we need to align our passions with how we live our lives. When we aren't focused on what's within our control, it's easy to get negative thoughts and lose our sense of what really is shaping our reality. But the good news is, even if you might not like the situation you're in right now, you can actually make a choice to accept it own it, and then focus on what you can do about it. And traveling or dreaming of a new adventure is what you need to step out of your day-to-day routine for a bit and see yourself having a life-changing adventure. There are so many ways to explore and find yourself and even your passion in the process. So spend some time thinking of something that's calling to you and then do it. Go lose yourself someplace that just seems like a stretch for you. Plan and research accordingly and then just go. Or make a plan and then go. When you decide your life is your own, you're already setting out on an amazing journey and only you are truly responsible for creating when your life really begins. So get to the fun part of the program. Dream big and decide which path draws you in the most then just go. Because remember, life is short. Don't postpone joy. 